Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hi, everybody. It's Russ from My Hammers 11. I hope you're all safe and well. If you're new to the channel, please consider subscribing and hit the bell notification um, so you're notified, of course, of any time we put new content on. Videos going up daily. Um, some days, you're lucky, you might get two uploads in a day. As we've got so many people, so many great guests wanting to talk to us, uh, including today's guest. Um, how to decide Steve Krieger. He's a um, designer. Um, He's obviously got a day job, <laughs> another day job. You'll see his fantastic Sabutio artwork that um, that Ben Ben Shepherd put up on on Twitter last week, um, and I imagine he's probably got lots of orders off the back of that. Hopefully, <laughs> it's Steve Krieger. Hi, Steve. How are you? Yeah, all right. Thanks, you. Yeah, not bad. Thank you. Muddling muddling through this uh, strange new world we live in, but uh, yeah, it's the new. I don't know what normal was, but it is the new normal. Apparently, it is the new it? normal. It started yeah. off as a as 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 interesting. Then it became interesting because obviously you're working from home all the time. Then it became yeah. sort of an annoyance, and now it's just the normal now, isn't it? Which is yeah, yeah, it's figuring out. I guess the coming period, but. And yeah, thanks for that long. introduction, though. Appreciate that. Yeah, not bad, not bad. Um, as I said, you know, probably, yeah, no disrespect, probably no one heard of you until until like Ben Ben oh, yeah. turned up and like I'm a millions. There's <laughs> <laughs> nobody. I was no one knows. Yeah. Still, no one knows who I am. But um, but obviously, yeah, that must have been so cool, you know, because obviously Ben. Yeah, it was. Not lovely guy, and uh, yeah. getting that through. Yeah, that's right. Well, it came through um, Ian Dale. I, like a, f- a number of years ago, I used to write uh, as a, a writer for West End Till I Die blog. Yeah, sure. Um, about five or six years ago, and so I've I've kind of, I've never met Ian actually, but I've been communicated with him a few times through that, uh, and was part of that writing team. And then uh, I created a bit of artwork for him and sent that to him because I know he's a massive West End fan, obviously. Uh, he loved it, and then he tweeted it, which triggered. Uh, he he mentioned Ben in his tweet. He said, "I bet Ben would love one of these." Um, and then it kind of went from there, which was mm-hmm. cool. So it's kind of down to Ian Dale. Thanks very much, Ian. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, and then there's been there's been loads of good uh, sort of um, comments and, and ideas. And I've done one for a Guinness pint of Guinness for someone. I've working on something for like a. Um, uh, 
rug, like, kind of a rugby concept, but also like motorsport. And so it's kind of expanding out, which is yeah, quite fun. Yeah, but, um, yeah I suppose yeah, it's, it's a simple concept, isn't it? So you can apply that, you know, just Sabutio is football, but why can't it be, yeah. you know, and kind of be other ones? It's a similar concept. No, I think it's great. I think it's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, no, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. And it just shows the West Ham family. You know, people talk about the family of West Ham. But as you said, you've never spoken to Ian. I mean, we've interviewed Ian. He's on. The, yeah, he's going to be yeah. on the channel soon. Lovely guy. And you know, that's happened to him. And that's the da, da, da. and it's the same with this channel. You know, one guy knows someone else, and he gets someone else's phone number, and it's it's amazing. Sort of the, yeah, the connections yeah, you make just because you support the same club. Um, yeah, and I, I love that. And I think that's the, yeah. the the thing that I guess talking about some of the things that we will uh, this afternoon is one of the biggest things that I love about West Ham is is the community vibe of it. And yeah. and I think that uh, that goes back to my early days when I was a uh, junior hammer member and and we used i think i still got it somewhere a little blue t-shirt with the, the old badge on it saying junior hammers and herbie on it or something i can't remember now but it was that whole um that whole vibe of i think opposite the ground there was this like the, the members club and upstairs yeah. every now and then one game every now and then or for a period of time before the game the junior hammers would go in you could color and sheets not i was little then but it's that kind of idea of actually it is a community vibe and that that excitement of walking up green street or going into the stadium and walking around to you and and that yeah i mean let's not get on to the whole stadium move because that's a whole episode probably for you in itself isn't it? or even a series but i think that that has definitely changed um, yeah. but what's in people as people who are fans of west ham has never that's never gone has it and i think no no not at all. I, know, I know what you mean i remember i remember the uh, you said the junior hammers christmas parties as well there yeah. um and you could actually, I remember the birthday parties where, you yeah. know, a player would turn up, you know, you'd like, yeah, you'd, yeah. you'd, you'd yeah. buy it, there'd be a 20, you know, you, I don't know, like party room, like, you know, and then Peter Butler turned up at my brother's one. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh my God, like, could you imagine doing that now and having like, you know, a kid's yeah, yeah. party and, you know, I don't know, Fabianski walks in the door or Anderson, yeah, you yeah. know. It would never happen, but yeah, I agree with uh, that. You know that that community is no that spirit is never. I mean, still talking to people, they still communicate with people mm. outside. You know, actually, Ian. You know, I was talking to Ian, and he still he still calls a lot of the the, the owners and the people who used to work at Ken's Cafe and stuff like that. Oh, you wow. know, and so yeah, stuff yeah. like that, and it's lovely because all this stuff we don't know about. It all goes yeah, under yeah. the radar, and that's the idea of this. It's uh, you know. Yeah, get some yeah. nice memories, get some community spirit up, and uh, when yeah, we all get back to the stadium, and you know everyone can get back in, and everyone sings bubbles that first time, I think it will be nice. It'll be nice. Yeah, that's yeah. what I hope. Yeah, I think it'll be more than nice for us. I think yeah. it'll be enjoyable and fun. And yeah, I remember there was. Um, I think it was like a, a summer day they did up at um, Chabulif. Uh, when I was a kid and for, for junior hammers, I remember yeah. going, I can't remember who the goalie was now. Um, but then I remember scoring a penalty against uh, uh, whoever was in goal. I was only about seven, I think. Um, but I, I loved it. And I won this little kind of tiny plastic cup thing. Yeah. That I've, I've probably still got somewhere at my parents' house. Um, but that vibe and you'd go into like the, the sort of like a sports hall thing. It was all Astro, fake yeah. Astro stuff there. And, and uh, and just this, it was. It's a bit like you know when they do the the women's team, um, and they're they're obviously building that up and trying to continue to expand yeah. that. And they're doing a lot of 
events around that to get yeah, younger like the fun days and stuff yeah 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 the fun days and it was that sort of idea and I, I loved it I loved it as yeah. a kid and it, and it felt much more than like just a football club was possibly that phrase might even be what Nobes talks about on his um I think the final game up to part when he did his yeah. little speech he, he yeah, talked yeah, about yeah. his family didn't it it's not it's more than a football club and I think it is I think he's yeah, right no, and, I agree um, and it's and there's not many clubs like that so no. many players come in don't they and, and then when they talk about their history of pl- clubs they've played for and the the fans and the, the environment that they felt like a family so often it's West Ham the one that yeah, they talk it's true it's true you think about particularly you know in, in this in this world we live in at the moment you know when you have people like you know Di Canio and, and people like that and you know guys who weren't from round round here so to speak um, you know, people like Alvin Martin, I call, I call them the adopted Cockneys. So you've got Alvin mm. Martin and Ginger Pele and people like that who still talk so high. Even David Cross, who we had it on the channel uh, a day or so ago, you know, yeah. I'd, I'd finished the interview and I said, right, David, yeah, I don't know if I take any more time. He said, oh, actually, can I talk for another 15 minutes about the fans? And literally, that's all we wanted to talk about was how he was accepted, yeah. how he loved the fans. So I had to do sort of, you know, and finally, <laughs> just to, <laughs> just to take it on again for him. But, it, but it's true. It's so true. And, I, and he said, yeah. it's the community. It's, it's going down Green Street. It's, you know, the, the, the two for a pound pick and mix man. It's, you know, it's yeah, the big yeah. man. It was Ken's Cafe. It was the smells coming out. Um, yeah. And you do miss that. You do lose that. Um, and I think it's it's sad in that respect. But for the new gener- the new generation of fans that are coming through, you know, your daughters, my daughters, and people like that, they won't have that experience, that, that knowledge. It will be all about the magnitude of you know a sixty thousand stadium and you know stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. But it's 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 unfortunately yeah. the way football goes, isn't it? You know, all these yeah. all these stadiums get you know. I mean, that's, that was like why. I always preferred Cardiff to Wembley because Cardiff, yeah. you know, Millennium Stadium was bang in the middle of Cardiff and mm. you got that sense of excitement. Wembley is so yeah, sterile yeah. and the newer grounds are because they're so big, they have to be built in these sort of industrial estate places. Yeah, just yeah. again, it's just anyway. Anyway, so we put the world to right. Don't worry. Don't worry, Steve. We put the world to right. That's the idea of this because it's true. Because I think, you know, your earliest memories, you know, we don't really ask that question really because it is about having, it is that, that sort of junior hammers, you know, doing a little colouring in, clearly to put you in a good stead for the rest of your career. So, yeah. Yeah, you know, that's, that's what mean, started my, my very, I think my very first memory of actual experience with West Ham, uh, my dad has bought my, my dad has been a West or most of my family actually going back as far as I can remember. I've been a West Ham fan for, yeah. for generations. And so I think um, it's sort of just I grew into that, I suppose. I had no option, um, but also I'm pleased about that, of course. But I think, well, yeah, one of my early ones was, um, I think it was before I became a Junior Hammer member, but um friend of our friend of my dad's had a season ticket and he uh managed to get hold of a couple of extra tickets to West Ham Barnsley uh and his seat was in the the chicken run I think but he had a chance to get I don't know how the tickets worked back then because I was only about seven or eight but he had a chance to get a a couple of extra tickets but he managed to get them right next to him I don't know how he swapped them around (laughs) But um, we, we, uh, me and my dad went with this guy Martin, and uh, it's first ever game I've been to generally, I think, let alone West Ham. Yeah. Um, and I was about seven or eight from memory, and we were losing two 0 at half time. 
Uh, and then, and I wasn't really a fan of any team at this point. I just knew West Ham was down the road. I grew up in East Ham. Um, and I think, uh, I can't remember who scored, but we then won. It might have been McAvenny actually, but they, we then won 3-2 at the end of the game. And it was like a last few minutes we scored the winner. Uh, and I was like, oh, I'm a West Ham fan. That's, that's it. it. That's it. That's it. That's that's the nuts. <laughs> Look at that. Look what they just did. And I think the whole experience of being at West Ham yeah. and go, walking, going with my dad as well, who I knew was a, a big fan, and this guy, Martin, who had a season ticket, and he was shouting his head off all game. But it was fun. It was engaging. It was, mm. I'd never experienced anything like it. And no. I think that is probably my first actual experience of, of a proper, certainly a proper football match. But yeah, yeah. West Ham was then in me. And, yeah, and exactly. Exactly. And then obviously since then, until now, any other sort of fond memories that stick out, which, you know, you know, which you... yeah, I, I grew up, like I say, in East Ham and then yeah. uh, I went to secondary school in, in Romford next door to the ground. So at Chapel Leaf, um, at, at oh, school church. And I, yeah. Okay. So you probably know yeah. the school as well, but <laughs> yeah, years, years ago this was actually, but obviously, um, but yeah, went, so at lunchtime, year 10s and upwards would get a lunchtime pass and yeah. kind of go out lunch and obviously before or after school, we'd nip in round to the ground because you could, you, I, th- I assume you probably can't really do that now, Rush Green, just hang out like by the fence and we'd watch the players play and then we'd wait in the car park for them to come out and get loads of signatures and that. I've still got a little book somewhere with George Paris and Slater and all these different, um, Trevor Morley and uh, Frank Lampard, senior, junior, uh, all the, all the, players that were on then and I remember there was one time um me and my mates were in year 11 and we went uh, and Harry was manager I read now and uh we went there and had a uh, I can't remember what player we were waiting for he'd never come out we always missed him he was always last out I honestly can't remember who it was um but he probably because we never saw him but we were waiting there and Harry come out and it was way beyond the time we needed to go back for school yeah. and he went boys what are you still doing here and I was like, oh we're waiting for whatever player it was so, come on, he's going to be ages. Come on, I'll drive you back. <laughs> so we jumped in the back of his Mercedes. He drove us up the road about, about 400 yards to our school. <laughs> dropped, went into the car park, dropped us off. And I loved it. And it, oh, I think funny. that it goes back to some of the things we were just saying about that kind of family vibe. That, But also, that's Harry, isn't it? It's the sort of yeah. thing you do. But, um, yeah, I love it. And when my, I think when he was on um, whatever that Get Me Out of Here program recently, my, my daughters were watching it. And they obviously loved that sort of TV, yes, yeah, and uh, I was like, Oh, that's how I read it. No, dad, whatever, yeah. And then you're the coolest dad for about for about three weeks, yeah, yeah. or less, yeah. probably. But yeah, no, that was definitely a, that was a good, good memory, but yeah, loads of memories of being at West Ham, of yeah. course, and different games. And I think for me, the uh, I was at the game, the Wolves game, the first home game after Bobby Moore mm. died, um, and just the emotion that was there was insane. Like the, and I've never seen Bob Moore play. No. Um, I'm not that lucky and, and not that old. But just that, I knew, obviously I knew all about him and yeah. I knew, uh, I know even more uh, since then. And I think, yeah, just that, that whole uh, experience on that day and then going yeah. to the gate either side of the game and stuff was just incredible. I think mm-hmm. that as a memory and as a point in my fan life as West Ham was was insane. Yeah, just, yeah. just experiencing that. Mate, yeah, exactly. And as you said, you know, obviously you weren't around to see Bobby play. And that's sort of <laughs> weird segue is why 
is why I, I started this idea um, was, yeah, I, mean, I think it was, I don't know, one, one Saturday I was looking at Wikipedia and there was an article about, a, you know, West Ham did a, the club had done a survey in 2003, I think, of 500 fans okay. asking about their dream 11. And I was like, well, yeah. my dream 11 is going to be Bobby Moore because, as you said, I know about the memories and I know about Phil Parks and Jeff yeah. Hurst and Brooklyn, but I never saw any of them. So I thought there must, you know, that's, I'm not, you know, I'm almost, almost 40, you know, so there must be lots of people either side who, who want, want to, you know, do that again. So that's the idea of this yeah. and the whole idea. And it just took off a little bit, which yeah. is lovely. Um, so in terms of your, you know, as I said, we're doing this 11, you know, as I said, we try and keep it to a 4 4 yep. um, We try, obviously, it's your 11. You talk about who the hell you want to talk about. Um, but you have to be in line to have seen them play, so obviously preference. So we, we wouldn't be able to put Bobby Moore in, but we could put in Barry Brown. You know, seems a fair swap, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. we <laughs> didn't put him in. Yeah. Oh, in, in case <laughs> spoiler, spoiler alert, guys. <laughs> so, so in terms of in terms of the Steve Eleven, who would we go between the sticks? Who's going to be your your number one? Well, I, I thought about this quite a bit. Uh, there was someone that in my head came out straight away. I was like, Scott, Scott I've got to put him. And uh, and that's actually what am I picking the players for? Because I think you said I go go for a theme if you want, come up with whatever you want. Yeah, so yeah. for me, I've gone for the people that impressed me about not necessarily how good they were but made me feel like they just wanted to play all the time yeah. or the character they were as a person yeah or the incredible uh ability they had that then inspired the whole ground because that for me being at West Ham particularly the old stadium mm. the vibe that you get when the crowd is going for it is insane mm. yeah and there is nothing like it I can't I can't really describe it to anyone who's never been there or experienced it so when you kind of get some of these players on my team, you're hopefully that sort of relates a little bit. But sure. So for me, I was going to go Fabianski's. I think he's probably one of the best goalies we've had for a long time yeah. in terms of that. Uh, but I've gone for Ludo because actually for him, uh, for me in that era, I put McCloscoe on. I think it, it that when I was growing up, when I was kind of uh, starting to properly get into West Ham, he was in the sticks and yeah. uh, just the character of him. And it, obviously he's good good goalie as well and I think his personality as well and I think I must have seen him at one or two of those events I talked about he would have been he would have been at those things you know because yeah, he's he's, such a, guy, he's such a nice guy and that's what comes across you know obviously you know same as you know you've had your experience with Harry you know yeah. a lot of people have had experiences with Ludo which have been really nice to listen to and categorize you know I always go back to um German Holt you know in the sweet the um Scandinavian hammers um in that he they did a, like an event which they always do but it was at the old ground when they, when they, they stay at the hotel basically at the old ground and and ludo said he would turn up um and they had a play and there was a player's lunch that or players evening dinner something like that ludo left early to drive back to the ground and spent three hours with everyone you know and i mean he lived in probably chigwell or something like that because that's where he's going <laughs> to school so you know so you know fair yeah, play yeah. to him you know what i mean it's like he doesn't have to give that time and he always seemed to give time um yeah, yeah he's 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 he, he was kind enough to to say he doesn't really do interviews very often or doesn't speak very well english in terms of these so he won't okay. be on the channel yeah. for the time being so yeah. but it was again it was nice enough to be replied you know what i mean yeah. You know, Celavi, but you know, it's a trouble when you live so much so close to Moscow, you know, it's like um, 
Okay, so put Ludo between his sticks. Let's go yeah. for for left back, Steve. Have we got left back? Uh, left back was a uh, straight in for me. Yeah. I think we've had some good left backs over the years. Um, probably more left back than right back. We'll get on to mm. that in a minute. Yeah. Um, I think I struggled a bit there, but left back for me was was straight in Julian Dix. Yeah. Easily yeah. for my uh, viewing of different left backs that we've had, they're all been different and different quality for different reasons, but. Dixie was yeah, just insanely talented. No, not so much talented, insanely uh, West Ham. He, yeah. he just w- was a nutter. Yeah. Um, hence his name, obviously, Terminator. Yeah. Oh, one of my favourites, uh, I can't remember what game it was, favourite um, moments was when he went, I think he had two penalties in a game. Um, and the first one, he, he absolutely hammered it. And then the second one, um, I think he, he was going to, I can't remember what he did. But he absolutely hammered it again. But he, he sort of did some weird run-up or maybe yeah. a pause. I can't remember. And we were all laughing and cheering when it went in. It was, yeah. I think that the way that he took penalties, the, the, he's the no-nonsense tackling. Yeah. Um, just that he, he got the fans going. It was brilliant. Yeah. And as you said, you're talking about, you're talking about sort of galvanising 11s. You know, he would be yeah. a left-back because he could galvanise the whole team. And the and all you know uh, up to about another thirty six thousand people with a a Julian tackle or a actually a thirty five yard ping into the corner. Yeah, it's yeah. a great shout. I think that's uh, that's nailed on Julian left back. Let's go. Let's go right back the other side then, Steve. Did you? Uh, so yeah, like I say, I sort of I think I struggled a little bit with this because I I don't know uh, in my head the ones that I've seen play. <laughs> I'm not. They're not. Any of them have been like, oh yeah. That'd be easy in my top uh, 11 for right back. So, uh, like I said at the start, I started to go through who have I seen play and who sort of made me memory, uh, made my memories of of watching West Ham when I was younger. And I think uh, for me, I've gone Steve Potts for right back. Yeah. Um, I know he's more, I think he played centre back a lot more than he did right back, but I know he played right back a little while. Um, But the other one I had there was, I think he was right back, was Tim Breaker. I was going to go point because I think um but he sort of came a close second I think I don't think he was I don't think I don't remember Tim Brake being super talented as a defender but he was pretty consistent and pretty um solid and standard and seemed to be regularly on the team sheet um whenever and again I was quite young then I wasn't really into tactics or anything but (laughs) but he was someone I remember um always typically playing on a Saturday and um and was yeah so, no, yeah, yeah, just... yeah, no, Potts is great. Yeah, I mean, Tim. I mean, I've I've got a newfound respect for him, having sort of, you know, net, there's nothing on Netflix at the moment, you know, nothing. So, so I've been watching the end of season reviews that Robert Banks has uh, okay, put up on YouTube, yeah. and um, yeah, because I think Tim was sort of my era. You know, 90, I started in ninety two, ninety three. The season we went up, um, yeah. and watching him again. He was actually quite a good player, you know. I've got a newfound respect for him going forward. He was quite, you know, quite progressive in that. I think, yeah, you know, yeah. usually, yeah, not apart from Julian, fullbacks were quite. They were defenders, really, weren't they? Where now, yeah. thanks to Klopp and you know Guardiola, they have to be, you know, almost yeah, a you know a second winger. So, yeah, yeah, no, but Potsy, yeah, Mister Mister West Ham, Mister Reliable, and obviously yeah. still still with the club, and um, yeah, yeah, great shout. And obviously, you know, he won. Hammered a couple of times as well, um, which is again shows you know the the people who win the hammer of the year and the people who get runners up for hammers of the year, they're the ones who are like you know the fans obviously are the ones who who vote for it. So they 
that gives me a new, you know, looking at people that I wasn't around to see, you see how often they were winners or runners up a ham of the year. Yeah. yeah all right. They, they, they know what they're fucking doing. Okay. Right. We'll put Potsy right back. Let's go for your first centre back. Then Steve. Uh, first centre back for me that was straight on, to be honest. Um, it got better and better after we left West Ham. Um, and obviously, as we all know, became one of the, I think one of the country's best defenders was Rio. Yeah, uh, I put Rio Ferdinand in, um, and I don't think I really hesitated on that at all. I think no. he he was. I remember seeing him play um, against England, oh for England, sorry, um, against Saudi Arabia at Wembley, and um, it was quite early on his England career. And Anton, I remember we waited afterwards for some signatures, and Anton was hanging around as little kid, um, and it was it really looked like him. Um, yeah. and I was like, oh, his brother, and he wasn't. He was probably I don't know thirteen or something at the time, yeah. Anton. Um, but I remember waiting there when he came over and did his signature and stuff. And he was just—he was tall and but a really nice guy as well. And but yeah, he was. There was something about him. That I think at the time people were spouting out the new Bobby Moore, all that sort of mm. stuff, which kind of happens. That from Rice esque happens to all the players that seem to be relatively good at tackling and yeah. then getting up you with can, the ball. You can and pass, pass, yeah, exactly. Oh, Bobby Moore. <laughs> yeah, but, it, but he was super. Super talented, I think. Rio. Yeah, and obviously, as we all probably got much better and, and stronger and more, uh, and, and grew into his own, I think. But yeah, but for maybe. someone, I think, as, as far as I'm aware, he started as a striker as well. So, for someone, I think, that's yeah, playing, yeah, I think he, yeah, he was he was easily on my center, but again, you know, shows you know, a ball playing, you know, good players can play anywhere, can't they? You know, and as you said, yeah, yeah. he could easily have played anywhere in that team. And and yeah. performed well, you know. You know, he was he was quick. You know, I think, I think some. I think I think he came on. You know, he came on definitely. As a, he was started. You know, his career as a striker, I think, and was a right back or right. You know, and he sort of it was sort of moved yeah, yeah. a bit, bit back a bit. He did get moved around a bit. Yeah, yeah. a bit. I remember one point. Doing. I don't know what game it was. I do remember at one point he got put up front just for a last bit of the, the game. I think <laughs> I can't remember who that was against. Probably Harry Manager. Probably, yeah. Um, so he does. Yeah, I do remember that. He, he went up for a bit and, and played up front for a few minutes. Yeah, and that's yeah, like that four nil or something. <laughs> probably, yeah. It's like uh, yeah, who else used to do that quite? A bit? Ian Pierce used to do that quite a bit as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Ian Pierce, God bless him. Okay, right. Okay, who's who's um who's Rio going to partner in the middle? Uh, so I've uh, I wasn't too sure I was going to go quite recent, and then I've gone relatively recent. Um, so for me, I Diop has been. Solid, the has yeah. been solid last couple of seasons. Um, consistent, strong, he's quick, he's pretty good on the ball. Um, he sometimes makes silly mistakes, I think. Um, but I think because I haven't seen him play as much as maybe I saw someone else play in recent yeah. seasons, and the, con- the consistency when he was playing so well, and the fact that he got a last goal, yeah. uh, up to I've gone Winston Reed, yeah, good shout. I think he's great with his head. He's he reads the game well. He he would have been a good good captain. I think he was captain a couple of times. Yes, really, or I think so, yeah. yeah, I think I think Winston Reid's a. Uh, it's a shame because it feels like he's sort of just disappeared into the ether. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how it all works at the moment because you know his loan spell mm. at the MLS. You know, is he back? Will he be coming back? I I, I, don't, I don't know. There'll be anyone, uh, you yeah, know, yeah. anyone apart from the club knows. But I think it's a shame because, as you said, injury hampered him, which happens quite a lot. It seems West Ham players when they start getting it does good. weirdly, doesn't it? Um, yeah, but, yeah. yeah. Well, he was, he was, 
he, he got he was so good. And in that last season or two, I'll come on to a similar story, I think, or opinion about one or two other players in that last season or two of Upton Park. He was just so strong, solid, consistent and um yeah, it's a shame, obviously injury, but also I think he just got pushed out by the reality of injury and then other players coming out. Yeah. But the obviously he's just stolen that, I think. Yeah. Um yeah, yeah. Read yeah. for me. Good shout. Yep, I like that. Good shout. Okay, let's let's go into midfield and Steve. Let's go. Let's go left wing. Who have we got left wing? Left, I've got um, a bit of a wizard uh, who a lot of people obviously don't like, but I just think he's one of the best players, uh, particularly dead ball, as we know. Uh, you know, who I'm going to say, uh, but I just can't. Yeah. Vladimir Laban couldn't not yeah. have Paya in the team. Paya, he, yeah. he's just. That you can't almost describe. No, his you talent. can't. Yeah. See him on a good day. Um, yeah. Arrogant as anything. Proper out of his uh, kind of own head half the time, I think. But the yeah. talent was just like that goal. It was almost like a a training guy. Who who was it? He played in Rangling's round about seven players. Was that middle? Was that Middlesbrough? Was it Middlesbrough? Yeah, at London Stadium. That's it. Um, and it I just was like, what? What is? That is what? That's even... That's Premier League. <laughs> that's, and he went back and beat like another one again. That's what, that's what made me laugh. He beat three yeah, of them, yeah. and he beat another that's two. Just, uh, just put in a net. But, uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think Payet, for me, was was an obvious... Um, yeah, for, for just... And like I said at the start, for the players that me... For me, have either impressed, like, yeah, you make me love West Ham even more, which I yeah. think he did when he was on it, as well as actually the way they play was yeah. like this is this is exciting. He was this box is, office, yeah, really. He all really was when he gets the ball before he's even done much, and that that was yeah. And obviously then the whole. I remember seeing a little video at the end of a um, uh, West Ham um, awards night, and Kiate was in the foyer singing "We've Got Power. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There as well, funny that one. But yeah, no, I think it's funny. Just that whole, he brought something else out of us. He did, um, yeah. Actually, he brought out a lot on other players. And that's what happens, isn't it? When you've got great players around you, other people get inspired. Up their game. Up, yeah. It's, 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 Definitely. It's, yeah. And I mean, yeah, I, I totally get that with, with Pi. I mean, he's the best, uh, I've said I've said before, he's the best player I've seen. Technically the best player I've seen at West Ham. You know, yeah. yeah. Decanio, Pi, but I think Pi, just because, you know, he didn't even need to get the ball and people were excited. I remember, as I yeah. said before, I remember it was, I think it was Everton we were playing. He was on the bench. He'd been injured for three or four games. And we were excited because we know he was going to come on. He hadn't even touched yeah. the ball yet. And it's like, for someone yeah, to have yeah. that, you know, galvanising sort of, you know, uh, effect yeah, yeah. on a team. You, you, know, you constantly like, expect something yeah, to happen. that's the trouble, yeah. The minute he's on the pitch or, or it's, we're on attack and it might go over to the left. And and you can see him shouting for it, and Nobes has gone backwards again. But yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's, he was one of those players that was, you know, and he was, yeah, he was a stumpy old fellow, weren't he? he wasn't like a, yeah, yeah. wasn't svelte. He wasn't like you know a Lanzini, like a skinny little one. He was like quite a dumpy bloke, but yeah, just yeah. had this God-given yeah. talent. Um, yeah, it's as like I said, he glided 
Grass, yeah, exact gliding, exactly. There's not many players I've seen do that. One of them I did see was I always remember was Thierry Henry in his day when they when they used to come and play us at Upton Park, and he would literally like he was skating. It was incredible, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. sadly not for West Ham. You know, we had Freddie Canute, who's pretty similar, in my opinion. Um, right, okay, so put Piet <laughs> on the left. Who should we have yeah. on the right? Who's on the right wing then, Steve? Yeah, again, like for me, I've I've thought about that. Uh, Seeing Bowen play yes. recently, obviously he's played what three or four games or whatever, and four and, and before lockdown and that. But he he looks good. He looks yeah. really good. He looks really hungry. He looks excited. But it's not enough time, I think, for me to go. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, but he's yeah, he was a he was on my brain a bit. But for me, I've gone for someone again similar to reasons for the others in terms of uh, the way that they make you feel as a West Ham. When they're on their game, mm. when they do what you know they can do, uh, and Antonio is the nuts at that. He just yeah, yeah good it. shout he gives it. So for me, I've stuck Antonio on the right there because I think he's he's not technically certainly not Piat esque, nope. um, but the effect, like you say about Piat, for a different reason, the effect that he can have on the impact of a game, the effect that he has on the the crowd when he comes on. The effect he has when he's on the ball, when he's on a good game, the effect that he has on actually the opposition, straight off physically as well as scared of him, so scared of him, yeah, yeah, all the time. And so for me, Antonio is, I think it it fits in my top eleven for the impact player at least, even if he's playing the game. But definitely when he comes on and we need someone like that, he's he's a great sub to have as well. It's a rare thing to have literally blistering pace, but be absolutely built. You know, because most you think like, you know, quick players, they tend to, you know, I think you're like the Matty Effingtons and things like that, yeah, who yeah. was like, you know, he's quite skinny, so he, but he'd get pushed off, you know, cause he wasn't particularly built, but he's yeah. built and he could do, I don't yeah, know what his yeah. time for 100 is, but literally is, uh, yeah, no, it's a great shot. Yeah. yeah, Matty Effington, I thought about it actually, because I used to like, I, 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 in my brain, I don't know why, I was a little bit confused. Uh, I used to see him as West Ham's answer to Ryan Giggs. It's the <laughs> hair. The it's the hair. And I think it's the hair. It's the hair. Yeah, it's yeah. probably just the hair, to be honest. Hair, and they still have similar bodies. Love watching him. Yeah, 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 that's true. No, same colour hair as well. But same no, he used to, yeah. obviously nowhere near talent as Ryan Giggs, but I think that's that sort of left wing um, trying to take players on was, was what we wanted to see at West Ham. And I think yes. that's, uh, he weren't going to make my 11, but um, I. Yeah, I did like Matty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a dying art taking on a defender, I think, with pace. You know, just like, you know, that's why I think Antonio is quite, quite unusual, you know, because not a lot of people sort of knock it knock it wide and then go around. You know, yeah. most people try and cut inside yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and hit on the left. But he always knocks it and he just runs and you know he's going to beat, beat the defender. Yeah, And as you yeah. said, when he's on he his game... He does homework as well, sure, to exactly. plan that each game. Like, can I take on their left back? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's exactly. no, he's, he's a good player. That's a good shout. That's good. That's some pace. I like that. Right. Okay. Let's go centre mid then, Steve. Who's going to be your first centre mid player? Well, for me, uh, I uh, I couldn't not put Martin Noble in. No. Um, he is Mr. West Ham in every possible way. It's a bit of a cliche phrase, to be honest now, but it's almost one that you can't not say. Um, so, again, not as like Antonio, not as technically gifted, not as, but when he's on the pitch, he, he as a captain, he's probably one of the unsung heroes, I think, of of, uh, of British football in terms of the influence that a captain yeah, has on his team. Yeah. Um, I think he's, he's 
he's brilliant. And it's a long. I think he's I the, think isn't the, he the longest serving Premier League player ever now, or something like that. Now there's a, there's some stuff going around. Coming like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's. I think he's still got another year or two in him. I think. Yeah. The last season at, at Upton Park, I was really excited, and there was calls for him to be in the England squad and everything. But last season at Upton Park, I think Hyatt had the influence, but he was. He just upped his game, and he he seemed. I think until that point, he seemed like he was slowly on a downhill a little bit. Mm. But I think he, he's, yeah, he's a brilliant leader. Um, yeah. Obviously a lovely guy. But um, I think he's, yeah, he's, for me, he was easily just going to get in there. Someone, if I want someone in my team and we're going to go and play the Arsenal Select eleven or whatever, yeah, yeah. nobody in there straight off because he's going to be someone that pulls that team together. Uh, he's going to talk across it. He's going to make us all a bit more shape. And, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that, that for me, that would... That would be an easy shout. You're totally right, and I think you're right in terms of saying about you know, you know his legs. You know, a lot of people thought he he was drifting up, drifting off. You know, playing less less games, and yeah. I think someone mentioned it on the on the channel before. The emergence of Deck into the team means he didn't have to do any of the donkey work. That was Deck's job, and he could just yeah. gal. You know, do what he does. And I think when he's on the when he's in the team people feel better than when he's not in the team because he's that leading presence, yeah, yeah. which again, which is such a, a quality which not a lot of people have anymore now. It's a dying quality in the game, having that sort of galvanising, Mark Noble, you know, John Terry, you know, like, you know, yeah. Kevin Nolan, that sort of like, we can do this, guys, you know, and I think yeah, you need that in the team. Got well, it? Yeah, and I think Scott learned... Exactly. And I think Mark learned a lot when Scott was playing because they were playing together and this is how I see now yeah, yeah. with Mark and Deck. Hopefully, yeah. Deck will carry yeah, on yeah. and, and uh, you know, and, and and be that person, you know, when Mark hangs his boots up. Um, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, he's, he said he's probably got about another like, couple of seasons. It's maximum, isn't it? Um, right, we put Nobes in. Who's Nobes going to partner in the middle then? Yeah. Uh, I've gone for Joe Cole next to him. Yeah. I thought about Declan Rice because I think he's just one of the brightest, most intelligent, talented players I think I have ever seen, Rice. But I think Cole was far, wasn't was far off that. When I, I, I feel like he could have... I read an article about Joe Cole a little while ago and, and it was something about why why did Joe Cole sort of um, just slowly disappear too early mm. uh, from, from the height of the game. And But I think I think Joe Cole was insanely clever as yeah. a footballer um he had he had bits of all of the players we just talked about he had a degree of leadership he had a bit of fight about him he had super mm-hmm. talent with the ball little tricks and flicks he tried too hard sometimes i think but um he could ping a ball really well and a bit like noble can every now and then and yeah. i just think he he had a a real flair about him that was all I don't really want to compare him to someone like Gaza, but the style of play often made me feel like that was our little yeah. East London Gaza. And uh, I don't think, yeah, I don't think he's a comparison really, uh, but I think it's that sort of style. He was, he was definitely. Uh, he's a maverick creative. player, wasn't he? That's what he was, a maverick player. And yeah, you, you and wanted to see him on the ball, a bit like Pyatt. Exactly. And, and exactly what, what you said about that article, I think one of the, one of the reasons why people think he was, you know, didn't sort of fulfill all his potential was he was put into he was put into positions and I think with players like that you know and again I think it was I think it was chance Ian Dow I think it was when we were talking to Ian Dow actually you know the 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 free role doesn't happen anymore now no one's got a free role in football you know like De Bruyne has to play his centre you know and, and I think yeah. Joe Cole in a free role would have been 
mustard, you know. I mean, he was always a great player and he's technically fan, but I just think it was almost like they put shackles on him by putting him on the left, you know, for England and Chelsea. Yeah. And, you know, he was best when he came on for us. Yeah, 1990, the, the FA Cup U final, you know, doing the twirls and the fight, you know, yeah. that's what he was good at. And that's what people pay to see. Um, but, um, yeah, that's yeah, no, a great shout. Great shout. And as I said, another West Ham boy in the team. I like that. It's always about the West Ham boys. Right, okay. Let's go up front then, Steve. Who's going to be your first striker? Uh, so, he was actually the first one I wrote down on my sheet, wow. Mr. Canio. Yeah, sure. But I, I have no other things to say about that. <laughs> well, it's not, is it? It's, no, tr- it's fair enough. You know. For our generation, he was, you know, our just, idol. Uh, a nutter as well. And when, yeah. he, when he came to us... Uh, I was like, what, what, why have you bought him? And I think I sort of remember Harold taking it. I don't even know if we paid for him, but Harry, Harry got him, didn't he? I think, was it? Yeah. Did he take him from a from straight Sheffield. out of his van or something? From I, Sheffield I, Wednesday? I don't I know. He was, it was literally like, I think it was like, if that, well, I, was, I think it was like a million and a half or two million. It wasn't a lot at all. Okay. They wanted rid of him, basically. Yeah, that was it. And Harry was like, I can fix him type thing. And uh, I think we'll keep him in check and... And I think I, I was like, what are you taking this nut job on for? But he was just so talented. Yeah. And again, a bit like Pyatt and, and stuff. When you, when you saw a ball come over to him or when you saw him on the ball and he had his head down and he'd run and you're just like, this is like watching a magician. And then yeah. suddenly the ball's flicked over there and you didn't even know how he's just done that. But it's gone in the back of the net or it's gone towards someone who pings it in. And he, yeah, there was he, he was... Super clever, super yeah. clever player. He was an entertainer, and, and you know, we and yeah, West Ham yeah. fans like entertainers, whether it's a yeah. Julian tackle or a Pyatt free kick. You know, we don't like you know players who are middle of the road. We want people who are you know they'll have an eight out of ten one game, nine out of ten next week a three because. But yeah. you know, but we know that, and it's like you know that's going to happen. And yeah. and, and Canio is one of those. He, I mean, I. I think someone, I can't remember, Chris Scott or someone said, you'd pay your season ticket just to watch him. Just because yeah. it was just entertainment. And that's what football is, you know. It is a sport, yeah. but we pay to be entertained. Yeah. And and he was and he was an entertainer and, and continues to be so now, you know. And that's what I love to see. Um, yeah. Right. Who's PDC going to partner up front then, Steve? <laughs> uh, for me, I've actually gone uh, John Hartson up yep. front alongside him. Um, and I think for me, I remember when he came with Kitson uh, and that partnership was was pretty strong, I thought. Um, yep. I never really saw Kitson as, a, as an amazing player, really. But, um, but Hartson, he got like tw- uh, 24, 24 goals. He was up there, he was up there that year like season, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, I was gutted for him that he... Uh, I, I almost went Ashton. I think they're similar sort of players, um, mm. but I think for me, Hartson was just uh, it. Just again, a bit exciting. He smashed the goals in. He got regular goals, and um, I remember listening to. For, we didn't have um, Sky or anything when I was growing up or when I was a bit younger, so we always listened to Five Live or whatever. And if we weren't at the game, and uh, I'd always be really excited when they cut to the West Ham game because I'm waiting for them to say, and Hartson's just scored. Yeah, <laughs> because yeah, it became yeah. that kind of common thing that season. It was like, it was really exciting. So, uh, yeah, Hartson, he, he was a he was a good player, really good player. He was, and again, he'd always he was. We love a tryer, don't we? And he he was like he'd he'd, he'd put it in, you know. And yeah. I think that's that's the whole of this team. 
maybe Payet, maybe not. <laughs> but but they'd, they'd put in a shift, wouldn't they? Um, Di Canio, obviously, if you were playing at home. Um, but again, that was a Di Canio thing, you know, when he was away. Yeah, he had some good away games. But obviously, you know, anywhere north of yeah. Watford. He'd do exactly what you've just done. He'd go, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And that's what I loved about him. Like, I think, yeah, and Hartson, as you said, you know, we haven't had a prolific goal scorer like that for, for well, since nah. Hartson, really. But um, as you said, it's uh, it gives a nice nice finish to the team because you've got like a guy who's going to hold it up. Johnny would hold it up and yeah. play it off to Payet or Joe or, or PDC. And yeah, there's a nice, yeah, yeah, yeah. nice, nice team. Nice team, Steve. Steve, it's been brilliant chatting to you. Yeah, I've really, you. really enjoyed it. It's been really, really fun. And yeah, obviously... Thanks. Yeah, it's been great. Thank you for coming on. I really, I know you, <laughs> everyone has been so generous with their time, but honestly, thank you. I know you're, you're probably doing lots of, lots of orders in terms of Father's Day um, at the moment. I I've imagine. got a few actually, yeah, yeah. yeah that's brilliant. Yeah, people can still get them in, Steve Freeman. <laughs> By the time it comes out, so Father's Day may, may be very, very good. Yeah, Father's Day is probably a bit late now. <laughs> Anyway, you know, just as a nice present, you know, for a lockdown present or whatever, for your dad or, it, yeah. or for partners. or, or your Home um, office, look. Home office, exactly. Look, he's got it there. He's got it next to the guitar. I mean, yeah, I mean, my, my firm's doing a, a, a sort of summer secret Santa at the moment where, okay. you know, so it's nice to get like a present from some, you know, is what it is but uh yeah. but yeah so it's, it's quite sweet but um but yeah that's it, all those types of things um, and obviously thank you to everyone for listening and um, like share subscribe you know what to do uh, and until next time guys take care stay safe cheers bye-bye sports social podcast network hello it is ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic doing the dishes counting your steps you know all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.